Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Hello everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle. Welcome back. So last week we did record an episode. However, we had some technological issues and problems and we weren't able to post. (laughs) We weren't able to post an episode. So yeah, it's okay. Yep. We're back. It happens. It happens. This is going to be a good one. We're going to do conflicts part two because it is a super important topic. And there was just Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we didn't really get to touch on last episode. So part two, and especially if you're meeting with family, getting together with family, it's the holiday season. I'm sure there is bound to be some sort of conflict while you're there. If not, well, hopefully not, you know, no one likes conflict, (laughs) but if you do happen to be caught within the fires listen to this (laughs) or if you start the fires or someone starts the fires with with you okay yeah drama but first we're gonna answer some awkwardly random questions for you yes numero uno okay what's your favorite what was your favorite toy growing up okay so i had two and it would depended. Yeah, I can't even tell. <laughs> I had to right <laughs> when I was a, a lot younger. You know how people carried around like teddy bears. Yeah, so I carried around a Bugs Bunny with a little Ooh. crown on it. It was so cute. I carried it around a lot, and then I slept with it. And then when I got a little bit older, my favorite toy was a cash register. I pretended like. Uh, every time we would come back from the store, I would like bag all the clothes, the clothes, I'll bag all the food again and pretend mm-hmm. I was like at the cash register. I don't know. I just thought that, that was always the coolest. And I really enjoyed that. What about did you, you ever really quick? Did you ever end up doing that job in real life? Like, did you ever work at a store, a grocery store or anything? I worked at a store. I worked. I mean, I did retail and I did yeah. work. We didn't have cash like cash registers because we were more online so I did do like I did take people's payments online okay but it wasn't like as fun as a cash register but I did do it a couple times when the online system wasn't working well in some way you manifested your childhood oh my gosh dream (laughs) (laughs) yeah I did I guess that's cute that's awesome um Mm. Mine, so I always, since the beginning of my life, probably I loved beginning music. of time. Since the beginning of time, I always loved music. I love playing instruments. To this day, I still love playing instruments. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was a kid, my parents, or was it my parents? Somebody got me. I think it was my parents got me this purple guitar, a uh, like toy guitar, an electric mm-hmm. guitar, but it actually worked. Like it had yeah. it came with like a little speaker amplifier thing. It came with a purple microphone and stand. And Ooh, I would just cool. like rock out and pretend like I was this really famous person. Everybody was there to watch me play live. Yeah. Um, so, and we also had a keyboard and my sister would play the keyboard when I play the guitar and I would sing in the microphone and we would just, we were like Ellie and AJ, but not. 
you know mm, yeah i know love ali and aj two Definitely sisters in a rock too. band yeah, yeah that was cool good times good times but yeah nice cool yeah cool okay second all right question. second oh yeah we're gonna do two today really quick really quick mm-hmm. what is something that you would really like to try again you've tried before and you'd be willing to try it again I feel like I'm blanking. Do you have yours? I would want to try surfing again. I've oh, tried you've it done once. surfing before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I tried it once. Uh, so this was when I interned abroad. I was in Australia, but mm-hmm. y'all, okay. The boards were extremely huge and heavy. It was windy. It was rainy. The waves were insane. Ooh. I'm like, nah, this is not conducive to a this like it. a complete beginner i've never i was like this ain't it for me (laughs) not today so i would want to try it again but maybe when it's not cloudy and rainy and windy and maybe when the waves aren't as intense Mm, nice you know yeah that sounds cool i definitely want to try surfing i've never tried it but i would want to yeah it looks hard um (sighs) Now, now that you said that, it makes me think I did do skiing once. <gasps> you skied? What? Once. Okay. <laughs> not like a big like, accomplishment. <laughs> like if I pictured you going, like, you like just rip down the mountain, like skiing and shit, like turning and all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm <laughs> it wasn't that impressive. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh we are skiers and surfers oh, here. i did because i went when i when we were in middle school i think it was i don't know if it was part of the high school or like middle school mm. where they took mm-hmm. us so i went uh it was a lot of fun and i've never cool. been able to do that so either skiing or snowboarding i would definitely want to try i would yeah i would want to try i would want to try either one actually I feel like skiing was easier for me i don't i'd never tried okay. snowboarding, but i've seen people snowboard and yeah it's maybe it's a lot easier I don't know but I thought that having that those two supports mm-hmm. like the little I don't know what they're called that was helpful for me and you're facing forward versus like mm-hmm. on a snowboard your side like you have to yeah. really, it's a different type of balancing and coordination yep. so mm-hmm. not to say one is harder or easier than the other one because I am not one to talk about that because I've never tried either but yeah I have no idea I feel like it would be different a different way to motor plan your body and coordinate yeah i just love that. how excited you were of, like learning that i went skiing once like, in my I, life i didn't know you were a skier <laughs> i had no idea yo we're from the midwest <laughs> tell me like why it's bad we're never. bound to have gone no you've never gone never i've gone oh, sledding okay. i've gone sledding um, that's about it. Well, see, that's you have to. I mean, if you live in the Midwest and you haven't gone sledding, like just yeah. go to the park. You can do it there. Yeah. That was a more affordable option for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I learned something new mm-hmm. about you. You were a skier. Okay. World champion. <laughs> exactly. Recognized. Olympian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If I was okay. an Olympian, I don't think it would be in that sport. I don't think it'd be in any sport. <laughs> okay, what would, what would you do if you were the Olympics? If I was good? If I was yeah, good, well, good? Like gold medal? You'd be medal a swimmer. Good? 
You'd be I would a swimmer. Be, yeah, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I think you do swimming. That's so cool. What about you? What about you? Soccer. Mm-hmm. Soccer. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I would do a team sport. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Ooh, that was hilarious. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Conflict. I'm moving on. Okay. People are going back home, mm-hmm. seeing their families, family mm-hmm. gatherings. So let's take it back to mm-hmm. when we used to go to family mm-hmm. gatherings. Um, so scenario, when you're in a family <laughs> gathering and someone says something you don't agree with, what do you do? Beans. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> My answer would have been. OK, so I ha- the answer now would be. I'd probably say something back or I'd probably try to engage the individual, whether it be like an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or some other family member relative. Mm -hmm. They say something that I feel is problematic. I would probably right now is current me, current Cynthia would probably say something and would probably engage them in a conversation. We'll try to at least hear Mm -hmm. them out a little bit more like okay why do you think that or why are you saying this and kind of dig Mm -hmm. deeper into that and then kind of share my opinion and share why I disagree Mm -hmm. uh maybe 12 that would be 15 year old Cynthia would not Mm, do you think it would be perceived differently the fact that you didn't really when you were younger didn't really say anything but now you would like do you think that would be perceived differently by your family like do other people like do you see other people kind of like disagreeing in front of each other at family gatherings um yes but I saw it in a more like argumentative combative way I didn't Mm. see it as let's engage in this dialogue to hear each other out and figure out some type of common ground or, you know, like share opinions. It was more, it was more Mm -hmm. combative from what I saw. Uh, And also in my family, I grew up learning to not quote unquote disrespect your family members or your, your elders. Like you were just not to talk back to an adult. Talk back. Yeah. Talk back. Yeah. Right. Talk yeah. Back. Yeah. So that Mexican culture of us. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I, I would say that's part of it. The culture, yeah. what you learn. That's what I learned. I, I was, I was taught to kind of just ignore it. Like don't pay attention to it. Cause that's only going to make it worse. But as mm. like n- looking, like looking back at it now, you silence also perpetuates these ideas and these actions so like mm-hmm. it it didn't help also <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. so I'm that's difficult yeah it's work I'm working on it but I haven't had a family gathering or been at a family gathering in a in a few years now mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like now but mm-hmm. I think I would why I would like to think that I would say something now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so is that larger <laughs> family gatherings or like more immediate family Oh, this is, I guess I was thinking about because of the holidays, uh, mm-hmm. I grew up going, meeting with extended family members, all the tios, todos los primos, los familiares, the whole, all the Dang, family. Dang, you got a big, sound like you have a big family, the Colarubias. Ha- we do have a very big family, a very, very big family, lots of cousins, tios, tias, um, and we would all get together, get together and gather for the, for the holidays for Christmas, mm-hmm. usually on the 24th. So cool. that's when sometimes shit went down. I'm just kidding. Certain things, <laughs> certain I'm just kidding. comments made, certain questions asked. Yeah, certain I bu- feel like certain that's... buttons pushed. 
Yeah. I feel like that's kind of, I wouldn't say nor, I don't know if it's normal, but like when you get that many people in a room, there is bound to be disagreements, you know? Yeah. I would say it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how typical it is, but I don't think it's, uncommon. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. 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 But okay. Tell me about your family gatherings. What was that like for you growing up? Did you hear certain things that you didn't agree with? What did you do in those, in that Ooh. scenario that you presented to me? Ooh, um, and tell me the truth. So with our gatherings, I don't know. I feel like he, my, our family isn't, is big, but when we would get together, it wasn't too big. Um, okay. So, cause my family, my parents are divorced, so mm-hmm. it would be different depending on which family I would spend it with. So I am definitely a lot closer to my mom's side of the family. And mm-hmm. whenever we have gatherings, it would just be like, um, the people who live in Wisconsin, which aren't really that many. It's like two uncles and an aunt and my cousins, which is like maybe less than 10 people. So okay. it, it wasn't a huge, like our gatherings aren't really huge. Um, but, um, there definitely were disagreements growing up. Um, when I, you know, in general with both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. And for me, I felt comfortable voicing my opinions. Um, and throughout the years, I learned different ways of communicating my disagreements with mm-hmm. certain family members. I think at first when I was younger, I felt like very similar to you. You're not allowed to talk back or yell or like disrespect because it's seen as disrespect. Yes. Um, but I don't think it is. It's so weird because we grew up with that teaching of like, oh, you don't talk back. Like you're just supposed to kind of like take it in. But at the same time, I was also taught like um, you should speak up when when um, there's like injustice or you should speak mm-hmm. up when um, when someone is saying something that shouldn't be said, like either right. something racist or homophobic or like, I don't know, like uh, sexist. Um, and I would not only me, like I, I would see other family members like stand up for themselves or like speak their truth or speak their opinions. So it was weird being raised in a, oh, like, don't talk back. But at the same time, like everyone else, everyone states their opinion and how they talk or like what they think. So for me, I learned how to communicate those disagreements. Um, at first I was super combative, um, But then as I got older, I realized that like, oh, like um, we can just talk about our disagreements. Um, But yeah, I think in general, I think it was kind of um, it was I don't I want to I don't want to say normalized, but I think in my family it was uh, it's we realized that like we all have different different opinions and it's Mm -hmm. okay to voice them Uh, growing up, especially on my mom's side, we always talked about like specifically politics. I remember when like George Bush was running for president and uh, I was in middle school and we, every gathering, they would talk about politics. So I I got into politics when I was really younger because of that. And some of the things that people were saying, I really didn't agree with. And then being able to grow up and do my own like uh, learning and researching and, you know, being in school and all these other things, I was able to like make my own opinions and Mm -hmm. be able to discuss them and be okay um 
because my family are we're super close but at the same time like they're not afraid to tell you tell me when I'm wrong they're not afraid to tell me like what they think and right. so I think it really prepared me for like the career that I'm into um being able to like um maybe like just make an argument to like it's been supported by whatever I think or wherever I got my information mm-hmm. so yeah I and my family every time yeah. we get together everyone is so loud like you've I don't know if you've ever been to one of my family gatherings, but usually there's not that many people, but we're all loud. Like if you want to get like your opinion across or you want to get like talk about something, you kind of have to be loud about it, Um, which I don't necessarily agree. But yeah. Do you you were talking about how you were kind of you were taught not to talk back, but also to state your opinions, you know, like to almost contradictory. Right. Could could be perceived as contradictory. But do you think it's almost like talking back is different than stating your opinion? Like they're two different things. Yeah, they are. Right. I think I think that they are. And I think but I think sometimes, especially when adult like because I think I think of it of like, when did it get to the point of like talking back and when did right. it get to the point of like stating your opinion yeah and I think that sometimes line? where's that line exactly but I think <clears throat> certain parents especially Mexican parents any type of talking back or any sort of like stating your opinion even if it like especially if it's wrong and or not wrong especially if it's different than what the parent is saying they're gonna see that as talking back right regardless if you're screaming regardless if you're just like being calm about it because I've done that before yeah uh when it comes to certain family members where I would say something um Mm -hmm. either like I was really combative and yelling or I was like super calm and just like was like whatever like never really cared Mm -hmm. it was still seen as talking back yeah that's how um, I learned. That's what I used to think talking back was. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't. I think part of it was why I didn't say anything, because I thought if I disagreed in any way, I would be disrespecting them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to disrespect anybody, even if I didn't mm-hmm. agree with what they were saying. Yeah. So there but I but now I'm seeing it like I mean, that's there's a difference. There's a difference. You there is a difference engage yeah. in dialogue and conversation and have differences of opinions and hear each other out without having it be this whole big argument thing and yelling at each mm-hmm. other and, and disrespecting yeah. each other. You know, there's a way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't really see that very much. I think, mm. you know, didn't see and I, when I say um, like, I didn't really see a lot of like the let's talk about it, you know, oh, let's, yeah. you know, I, and when yeah, I, say my I would, I would get called out, man. Dang, like, yeah. why, why do you think that? Let yeah. us know. Like it was, yeah, it was funny. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> interrupted you. No, I was just going to say, I just want to clarify that I, I'm not trying to say that my family fought. It was just more of, um, uh, I don't know the, I think the arguments did get a little bit more heated than I, than I, like, as I'm reflecting, like there were mm-hmm. some, some, some moments where I would see, I would witness certain arguments happen. It wasn't like people physically fought or anything. It wasn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just never really, and I think that's also why I don't know exactly. I feel so uncomfortable argue, arguing with people or like disagreeing mm-hmm. with people. I'm still going to do it because that's, mm-hmm. I'm just, just going to do it, but it's so uncomfortable for me. It's so, I think it's uncomfortable. <sighs> I think for me in general, like yeah. arguing with people the closest to me yeah is what makes it 
makes me uncomfortable like I can argue with someone randomly on the street like I don't care but when it comes to like my family or like my cousins like even though I'll still argue with them or like maybe I'll just have a conversation with them where I disagree like yeah it still makes me feel uncomfortable but I'll still do it right Um, right but I think I'm really glad that I grew up in that sort of environment where Mm -hmm. maybe at first when I approached disagreements I wasn't the best because like Mm -hmm. you know you're child and like trying to get your point across you yelling and like right all these things but then eventually like you learn how to communicate in those spaces where maybe not I'm not saying that I disagreed with everything that my family said but I felt comfortable being able to say something Mm -hmm. um if I didn't agree with something Mm -hmm. and then sometimes now that I'm older like I'm I'm not necessarily going to disagree on everything or even right. if I disagree I'm not really going to say certain things depending right. on what it is I think it depends on what it is if I'm going to say something uh because I also learned to like choose my battles now that I'm older figuring out like what I want to put energy into when you argue with others or have disagreements with others what is your goal in the moment or do you already come in with a certain goal you know how you you're choosing your battles mm-hmm. how do you how do you know which ones are worth, uh, are you like w- worth your time or worth your energy? What's your goal yeah. there? I don't, I think it depends on what it is. I, I think it really does depend. I think now yeah. there are certain things where I just have to say certain, like I have, like if something is being said about mm-hmm. like what I mentioned before, like racism, sexism, mm-hmm. um, homophobia, like all these other things, like if some, if something is said within those topics, like something in me, like, say I have y'all. to say, I have to say something like, I can't mm-hmm. just stay quiet. Um, but is your goal there when- Mish, to change their mind? Is that what you're trying to do? Or are you just trying to give them some more perspective? Or is it just because like your gut is telling you, you have to say something? I think it depends on the person. Okay. What they're saying. So I personally don't think I can ever change anybody's mind. I don't know. Like, um, I don't, I don't ever go into an argument saying, oh, I'm going to change your mind. Like, okay. I don't know who thinks that way. I think Um, a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't really think, especially when it comes to like issues like that, like maybe like I, I would probably say something because I would want to offer a different perspective. And because most people who talk about certain topics in that way, don't ever really get challenged and don't Mm -hmm. think that like someone will challenge them. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the same thing. So I normally do it for a perspective. And then also just because I can't stay quiet and just like be silent but I don't yeah. necessarily think that I'm going to change somebody's mind. Um, I mean, it would be nice if they change their mind, but do mm-hmm. I go into thinking that they're going to change their mind because I'm going to say something? No. Yeah. What about you? I, well, in general, I just try to avoid arguments, but when it comes to big topics like that, yes, I will say something. And at first I'm, I'm going to be honest it was the intention was to like help them change their mind. I was like, mm-hmm. no, but you have to see it this way. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I like, I did have that mentality. And mm-hmm. um, when I, I think in the, in like earlier on in my life, but now, I mean, nobody, I cannot influence how you think and how you view the world. Like there, I mean, I cannot, I mean, I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. I have no, Hopefully control you plant that. a little seed where they're right. like, right. 
like attached to some reason or go seek some guidance or whatever i'm just kidding well i mean yeah maybe uh, yeah i think you you can plant little seeds and yeah i mean you can you can influence but you cannot determine or control yeah how the person is gonna respond or perceive or Mm -hmm. or you know, you have no control over that, no matter mm-hmm. how many statistics and facts and real actual stuff you say to them. Yeah. It, it, ultimately, it's on them to figure that out themselves. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to even try to do that. Yeah. So I do not go in with that goal to change someone's mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, I'll give my piece and if they want to keep it going, but they're just, I can tell they're just not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not going to keep the flame going. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to give them more of my energy. Yeah. And I would rather just like, okay, you're not, you're really not listening to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I've tried to explain this several times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not worth it for me at this point, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to know when to draw that line when to end that conversation when is it just using up time and space and it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. so I don't know but I think it depends yeah I think it depends too for sure <sighs> damn that's hard wow uh, okay let's talk about boundaries boundaries okay Ba, 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 ba. so i guess <laughs> i guess okay, you made a point about a boundary uh, right now i think you said that um you know sometimes you have to choose like when to like say oh enough is enough and not continuing right. to feed the flame i think that definitely is a boundary mm-hmm. um that people can use especially when you're at a gathering and you don't want to engage in the problematic behavior that someone is doing that is definitely okay it's okay to remove yourself from the space um I think it's tough especially when it deals with like family and like arguments or disagreements or conflicts and it's definitely a lot harder about yeah and it's definitely a lot harder when it has to do with topics that are so like ingrained in identity and yes um that can be really tough too so yeah just I feel like figure out what your boundaries are and try to just set them as best as you can especially like when you have to go back home and you may not necessarily have like good relationships with family members yeah and as hard as it is I think even if it's family, whether you're related by related to by blood or if it's a really close friend or something, if they are not respecting your boundary that you're setting, you got to reevaluate that relationship because yeah, they're essentially dis, um, they're like disregarding what, you know, your feelings and your boundaries and your, I don't know. They're just, it's just, it's just, I think that's disrespectful when, when you say no to something or when you set a specific boundary and they keep trying to push it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just be mindful of that and also respect others' boundaries, others' boundaries as well. Yeah. I was just thinking right now, our previous, our previous episode about conflict, conflict part one, we talked about our biggest argument that you and I had, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I think as I'm thinking about, I'm just, just came to mind. I don't know. Let me know if you agree or not in one way, in some way, I feel like 
me not wanting to talk about it in the moment. If y'all have not heard our story, go back and listen to the first. Um, yeah. To this, to the conflict part one episode, the previous episode mm-hmm. to this one. Um, we talked about how we were in some sort of disagreement, some sort of conflict. And I did not want to talk about it right then and there because we were at the club. We were with a lot of people. We were going out, all this stuff, all this stuff. I think in some way I was setting a boundary without really knowing that I was setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's setting a boundary or not? I don't, okay know if clear- wondering. I don't know if you clearly stated a boundary. I just feel like mm, we didn't yeah. really, I didn't want to talk about it either. Um, okay. I just was like, I don't remember. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't remember saying let's not talk about it now. I just, yeah, that's what I'm saying with, through my actions. I was setting some sort of boundary, but I wasn't verbally stating what the boundary was. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which is, is hard because you're not a mind like, reader. You don't know what I, you know, yeah. in my mind. I have to yeah. tell you, I should have told you what I was thinking in the moment. Yeah. I don't feel you know? like you really communicated I that you didn't want to yeah. talk. And I right. also didn't really communicate that I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> I, I feel like I asked you a question uh, and then I don't know if you respond. Like, I don't, I don't really remember the situation. Yeah. So I don't really know. But I feel like if you did say something, then you did set a clear boundary that you just didn't want to talk about it. But I actually don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, (laughs) I don't either. But I my point here is that there's. I think there's a way to set boundaries, and I think one way Mm. is to clearly state what that boundary is to communicate it, because I think a big part of the frustration that we had with each other that night wasn't mm-hmm. even fully about what the main core of like what happened it was more of like what happened afterwards where we both there was just this like miscommunication mm-hmm. and neither of us really said anything and if we did maybe there we didn't we misunderstood each other there was just some disconnect some mismatch mm-hmm. and those and yeah we could have we could have done better in in stating clearly what we were thinking and what boundaries you were setting yeah, I agree. I don't think we really <laughs> stated oh man what we thought and felt. But at the yeah. same time, like we still had to I felt like we had to process them. Yeah. Uh, those feelings. At least I did. I had to calm yeah. down. <laughs> Were you furious? I wasn't furious. <sighs> I was just it's so funny. Yeah, I was mad. I was mad. Yeah, that's okay. But I wasn't mad at you, though. I was mad at the person. And then I said something to the person. Yeah. And then I did do something where you shouldn't do is to, like, transfer the anger to the other person, which I did. Mm. So I definitely learned a lot from that. (laughs) We learned a lot from that, even though now we don't remember exactly the details of it. Yeah. But I do remember how I felt. And I do mm-hmm. like that, that does stick, that did kind of stick with me. I'm like, okay, we need, I need to do better at communicating what I'm feeling. And like, we, I mean, like I said, we, mm-hmm. like we talked about it in a previous episode, we talked about it and we figured it out. Yeah. 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 Not a yeah. We're deal. good now. Yeah. Um, but that's why we didn't upload yeah. last week because we were mad at each other. I'm just exactly. Kidding. We just needed a time to process y'all. 
Um, we needed to set that boundary. No, yeah. Um, Boundaries. That's 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 what I was thinking about in terms of boundaries. Is like I think that was a lesson learned in terms of how to set a boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear. Be clear with what boundary you are setting, Um, Mm -hmm. and people should respect it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's you know, again, it's not you're not in control of how they respond to your boundary that you set. But if they don't respect your boundary, I think it is important to maybe reevaluate or think about think about the relationship you share with that person. Yep. I agree. It's hard. Also with conflict, Mish, ap- apologizing, I think is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, oftentimes apologies aren't necessarily sincere or they're not said in a way that actually helps the situation. Yeah. Um, Oops. Sorry if you hear the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, the, I live in the city, y'all. I just kicked um, my desk. Sorry. Oh, you could your desk? Oh, my bad. Or, yeah. Why did I say my bad? My bad. <laughs> did you just say my bad and you don't even feel sorry? I'm just kidding. This is a prime example yeah, of what yeah, not to do. Real. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, y'all. Okay, so. Also, my bad. That is not an apology. So you're right. You know what I mean? But no, I, I'm not saying like you have to say sorry for me kicking my desk. <laughs> I'm just saying like pointing out like my bad. Like I feel like people say my bad to be like, oh, like, oh, shit. Like kind of like I see mm. like my bad as that. I don't see it mm-hmm. like, oh, my bad as sorry. So like, mm. I don't know who I don't, I know you don't you say my bad for sorry, but I know certain people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Or do you say yeah. my bad for sorry? Sometimes no, I don't, I don't say it as okay. a replacement of sorry. And if I say mm-hmm. sorry, I say, I'm sorry. I don't typically say mm-hmm. just sorry. I don't know why, no. but to me, I, and same with like, thanks. And thank you. I always say thank you versus just thanks. I don't know why I just feel like I have to say that, but I say, I'm sorry, but like, okay, not the, but how many times have we in our lives said, I'm sorry if, or I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. Wow. I'm are sorry, you asking but me? you were just annoying. I'm <laughs> like, sorry, are you asking? but if you didn't come at me that way, I wouldn't have come at you this way. Oh, you know, I feel like we not- all have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely done that. I've done that too. I'm sorry if I ever said that to anybody. <laughs> I need to be serious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was not genuine, Mish. Say it I know. I know. Yeah, definitely. I think we have all been there, said that. Maybe we didn't mean to, but if you actually right. think about it, it's not ge- It's not a genuine apology. Mm-hmm. So really reevaluate how you are apologizing and mm-hmm. for what. But also you can't just keep saying sorry without actually like changing your behavior or changing your action because then like this is just like a cycle Mm -hmm. that sucks for you and sucks for the other person. Yeah. And then after a while, those uh, those sorries are just empty words. They don't really Mm -hmm. do anything. So uh, the power behind the apology is acknowledging what you did acknowledging Mm -hmm. the impact that it had on the other person or group Mm -hmm. of people, and then working to change that so that it doesn't happen again. Um, And 
we all make mistakes and we mm-hmm. all do uh, make errors and and mess up so it doesn't mean yep. you're a bad person it doesn't mean you're yeah. a bad friend it doesn't mean nobody wants to be your friend anymore um i think there's a lot of um like you have to set aside your pride and you have to set aside that ego to mm-hmm. really become aware of what you did of what mm-hmm. you said of whatever and yeah. then and then ap- truly genuinely apologizing to that person because ultimately that apology is for them it's not necessarily for you although it can be you can also apologize to yourself and forgive yourself and and give yourself that grace which i think is also important um yep. but ultimately you hurt the other person so that's on that's on that's on you to try at least to reconcile some of that mm-hmm. I don't I don't know whatever you did to that person um, yeah do you easily say yeah. sorry can you like yes are you okay with saying you're sorry to people yes and have you always been that way yes uh damn. but sometimes what I what I do want to say about oh not too, damn in a bad way by the way <laughs> I just said <laughs> No, it was, so that's that was going to be my point is sometimes mm-hmm. we are so conditioned to apologize also as women, I would say, probably like we apologize mm-hmm. so much. Um, not all of us. I'm not going to generalize, yeah. but there's I think in this society, like, I don't know, I I'm always saying sorry for things. I said sorry for something you did. I know. <laughs> I said my bad. I got. I was yeah. still thinking about that freaking ambulance that passed by. Um, hopefully, whoever they're going to see is okay. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I apologize a lot for a lot of things that sometimes I'm like, why am I apologizing so much? I think there yep, is such exactly. thing as apologizing too much. too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How about, what about you, Mish? What about you, me? Um... I'm asking you that same question, girl. Did you yeah. grow up like, was it easy for you to apologize? Is it easy for you to apologize? Um, it's a lot easy for me now. It wasn't okay. before. Yeah. Um, I, I don't over apologize. I think mm-hmm. that they're like you said, like we're as women conditioned to mm-hmm. apologize for just fucking existing. And I'm not going to mm. apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it took me a, uh, a lot of growth. And like you said, setting your pride aside, setting your ego aside to genuinely like reflect on myself, my actions, like who I am as a person and like what kind of person I want to be. And Mm -hmm. um, being someone who's always like right or like never wanting to apologize, never like being reflective of like your wrongdoings or how you treat people or how you act. Like, I think that's a huge red flag and just shows like you need a lot of growth if you still think that way. So I remember I used to think in similar ways like that when I was younger, it was really hard for me to apologize Mm. when I was younger because um, I felt like me apologizing was me admitting to doing something wrong or me not being a good person or like me, even though I like, I really didn't do much to like make myself feel bad. Mm -hmm. I just felt that way. Um, and so setting aside, like you said, your ego and your pride and um, really reflecting on like what you do and like how right. it affects others, like that's what really like opened my eyes into like apologizing because it really mm-hmm. isn't for me. It's about other mm-hmm. people and how I make other people feel. And I really mm-hmm. do care about other people. So 
a way to show that like I'm reflecting on what I've done or like what I'm doing is to not only say sorry, but also like change that behavior and show that like I'm actually meaning what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I know it, it, it isn't easy to apologize um, for some people, but mm-hmm. and I know it takes a lot of growth and a lot of reflection, but it's so um, it's so I, I, I think it's it's important to not just think about yourself. It's important to think to think about other people. Um, yeah. And that comes with it. But at the same time, just because you're apologizing or like thinking of others doesn't mean you're sacrificing yourself doesn't mean that you're right. like like putting yourself down or anything so um that's just something that I went through and I did a lot of growth in that way so yeah I would say if you're in an argument with somebody or something happens and you say something I don't think you necessarily have to apologize right then and there immediately I think it's okay to process and apologize yep. when you're ready Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't say force it. I think I just think about like how we raise kids. And mm-hmm. did you ever, I don't know, like see cousins or other kids like do something right? And then the parent goes, say sorry. You need to say sorry right now. Go to that child and say sorry right now for what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we kind of um in general, maybe as a society, and it, it's the intention is not bad. It's it's to kind of teach the child. Um, I think how to apologize and, and own mm-hmm. up and learn that you don't, you don't hit another kid. You don't push them you off. The accountability. You yeah. You know what I mean? Accountability. However, sometimes I feel like that could be like, it, it's not actually doing what, what it's meant to do. You're teaching mm-hmm. that, like, sometimes it could be degrading of someone's character. Um, you're kind of, um, if the child doesn't really even, even know what they did and you're forcing them to apologize, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's, there's a fine line there too. I think we should be careful about how we teach kids how to apologize and how we, I don't know, we have to normalize a, like a, a way of processing and allowing them to apologize when they're ready. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? I might be, it might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm just thinking yeah. about like, sometimes we we're forced to like apologize right away in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's necessary to actually oftentimes most of the time it's much more important to really process everything and then and continue that processing by apologizing yeah I definitely am not the person who apologizes right away okay when like if there's like an argument or a disagreement or something like that I'm yeah I take my time when it comes to like processing whatever is happening in general so when when I'm able to process it well during the disagreement or conflict or whatever it is like I Mm -hmm. try to think before I speak Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I don't want to say something that I don't mean Mm -hmm. um but if I do happen to say something that's like not the nicest especially like with my siblings um which what I is what I'm referring to when I've been talking about conflict it's like my conflict with my siblings which I love very much my sisters um (laughs) but we easily get into arguments um so I'm the type of person where like, I really try to reflect on what I say, but if I do say something that's hurtful, I usually, what happens is, um, my sister either like tells me like, Hey, what you said really hurt me. Like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you know what I mean? And then I get to process it. And then I say, 
I'm sorry for it, but I don't necessarily like say, oh, right away. I'm like, I'm just sorry just to like Mm -hmm. shut down the argument or I'm sorry. So you can like stop talking to me. You know what I mean? I I know certain people do that. And I think that's an easy cop out to just avoid conflict too, is Mm -hmm. to just say you're sorry, but not actually mean it. You know what I mean? Because I think it's just like an easy solution sometimes, but Mm -hmm. then you don't really know what you're sorry about. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. I I guess I'm not really sure what I was exactly referring to. I just think about like how we force a lot of kids to like apologize right away, Mm. like as a way of like as like a punishment for them. You know, like you don't know, man, you did something. I'm not around kids like that. I don't know. I I don't know if parents do that. Well, have Have you you seen that? Yeah. Like like in general, like or when you were a kid, did you ever see like maybe a cousin hits a buddy on accident or or push another kid and you see the parent going like, go say sorry to Billy Bob right now. You know, nothing like that. I could be way off. I don't know. I don't know. But not to me. Yeah. Okay. well. I feel like when I was younger, my mom would call us out. I'm like, yeah, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Like, she's crying. Like, my mom would like help us process it, but she wouldn't be like, go say sorry. No, she would be like, look at like, what, like, what are you saying? Like, do you see her reaction? Like, because I was a, I was a little girl who was a little bit more aggressive, a little bit kind of like, I'm not, I'm not like this anymore. And it's so weird to talk about. (laughs) Um, But I was super like, aggressive like I wanted to play um like get out of my way type of thing very different than what I am now but um my mom would sometimes tell me like hey like what like look at like she kind of like made me process of like oh like what did you say like why why are they crying like what did you tell them and I'm like and then I felt bad because I had to like she made me process like oh like they're crying because of me like they're crying because I said that and then and then I would be like oh maybe I should apologize because right you know what I mean so my mom was like go apologize like but she would make us understand like the gravity of our words the gravity of our actions yes and how like that affects them but that also affects you as a person you're becoming and do you really want to be that kind of person Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I love that you shared that because I think that's what I'm trying to say is I, mm-hmm. I would want to lean more towards that helping people process and, and the kids mm-hmm. learn this at a young age. Mm-hmm. And you had this experience as a kid with your mom, yeah. like she helped you really see the impact that you had on the other child or whatever, mm-hmm. um, your, what your words did to them, what your mm-hmm. actions did to them. And then you yourself saw it in you to take that initiative to then go and apologize yeah. Versus your mom saying, go apologize, go say sorry to your prima right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you just having to say sorry, but you don't know exactly. You're yeah. not fully processing what happened. And then yeah. you start to internalize that something's wrong with you. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you get yeah. what I'm trying to say now? I know okay. what you mean. Yeah. I think your example just really helped me clarify that. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards is like, and and as adults, we don't have to apologize right away. I think we can process, think about what our actions and our words did to this person or to whoever, and then find it, you know, if you feel like you, like you are genuinely sorry and you feel like you genuinely messed up, I think you should say sorry in a Mm -hmm. meaningful, genuine way. 
if you cannot provide that to that person, don't do it. I would say, cause it's mm-hmm. not genuine. It's not meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And just to go off of that, just because you apologize doesn't mean that our other person is going to accept your apology or right. has to accept your apology. Nope. Because like whoever is hurt, whoever was hurt in the situation doesn't need to accept anything from you. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't feel salty or any type of way about it. If you wanted mm-hmm. to apologize, cool. But like if they don't want to accept it, that's cool too. And don't be salty. <laughs> don't be I salty, I mean, I'm just trying to be real. Uh, I love it. No, it's true. They don't owe you anything. Mm-mm. And that could, that's a boundary that they are setting also, mm-hmm. if they are choosing not to accept your apology or maybe they accept your apology, but they choose not to further any type of connection with you or, or maybe do not want to have a relationship relationship with you anymore. I cannot talk. Um, that's okay, a boundary that they're okay. setting. And, mm-hmm. um, just as people should respect your boundaries, I feel like you should also respect others, others. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, nice. it's important. It's important. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice leash. How do you Ooh. feel about what we talked about? It feels good. I feel think I think we did a good job in talking about just different types of conflict. I'm saying glad we did a part sorry. Two. Yeah, same. I feel There's like so I was more. such a different child than what I am as an adult. <laughs> wow. We grow, we evolve, we change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully for the better. Yes, for the better. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we're all changing for the better. Yeah, I hope That's so. What my hope is for everybody to change for the better. Yeah. And just enjoy life yeah. wherever you're yeah. at, too. Yeah. And I don't mean like everybody needs to change. I mean, like, I hope there's always because there's always growth to be done mm-hmm. and experience and there's always improvements to be made. And mm-hmm. I think this is also why one of the reasons why I like to do this podcast because every time I feel like I learn something new or I take yeah. something from our conversations Same. And, and hopefully whatever we're sharing also helps someone else. Yeah, I agree. Okay, y'all. I hope this helped you. Hopefully this helped. Let yep. us know. We're all different. We it's okay. Are, we are. Yes, we are all different. We all process differently. We yep. all have different boundaries to set um that's okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let us know what y'all think and we're gonna post a few more if all goes well and technology um is on our side we're Mm -hmm. gonna post a few more episodes before the holidays yes and then uh, and yeah we'll keep it going into 2022 (sighs) yep wow i can't believe it's almost 2022 what the hell where did this year go (laughs) yeah i don't know where it went somewhere we're excited though we're excited hopefully yeah we've been doing this for over a year now i know that's crazy we started this in in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic yeah it's been a year pandemic i know Okay, y'all. Thank All you right. for tuning in. That was We're going nice. to say goodbye. We're going to sign off, but we will catch goodbye. you at the next one. Bye.